We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With the steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now. Do you believe that a follower of Jesus Christ should be different from someone that doesn't know the Lord? Do you believe that a Christian should be a separated person? I mean by that, not not strange, not weird, uh, not a recluse, not a hermit. But do you believe there ought to be some separation, some distinction between a follower of the one who is light and those who are still living in darkness? I certainly do believe that. We're continuing our study of the gospel, this good news in a bad world, and we turn our attention today to the book of Romans, the the constitution of the Christian faith, one of the great doctrinal books of the Bible. We've been in the gospel records seeing Matthew, Mark, and Luke's uh, usage of the word gospel, at least some highlights from that. We know, of course, all of John really is all about giving the gospel. Uh, Then the book of Acts is the explosion of the gospel in the early New Testament church. Uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the world, the, the gospel train has picked up steam. It's moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when you come to Romans chapter number one, you come to a very personal and powerful statement given by arguably one of the greatest gospel preachers to ever live, and that's the Apostle Paul. And I want you to listen carefully to his words in the very first verse of Romans. Romans 1.1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. This is a remarkable verse. Now you have his relationship to God. He's a servant of Jesus Christ. Then you have his responsibility to others. He's called to be an apostle. Apostle means a sent one. So he's taking what he's received of the Lord and carrying it to others. But here's his message. He said he's separated unto the gospel of God. Sometimes when we talk about Christians being a separated people, a holy people, we emphasize what they're separated from. But could I point out to you that the emphasis here is on what we're separated to? (laughs) You see, you take care of the yeses, God will take care of the noes. When the gospel is big in your life, uh, it will put everything else in its proper place. When Christ is big, everything else gets, gets crowded out. So this is not about what you give up. It's about what you get to be a part of. It's It's separation on the positive side, not just separation from, but separation unto. And I want to recommend to you that if you could learn to live this kind of separated life, it would make a difference in your life, and it would make a huge difference in other people's lives that you will touch. You see, this is what makes every believer a gospel witness, and every part of life a platform for the gospel message, and every soul a gospel prospect, and every day a gospel day. This is our life. This is the whole thing. We're separated unto the gospel. Back in Acts 13, Paul had gone through this. The Holy Spirit had said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for this work. So they've been set apart for the work of the gospel. But 
In fact, we all have been separated to the gospel. Verse 6 says, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. So you think he was the only called one? Oh, no, we're called to be separated to the gospel. Uh, Mr. Schofield used to say that anyone who would be greatly used to the Lord must go through some great separating experience. I want to say there's nothing greater and nothing that separates any more than the reality of the gospel. A few thoughts today. The first is that this separation to the gospel is a process. It's not just an event. Now, it started on the road to Damascus for Paul and his conversion, uh, but over a period of time, there was quite a preparation where God worked in him, uh, getting him to the place where he was solely given to the work of the gospel. Where are you in this process? Are you saved? Do you know you're saved? You've got to get that settled. If you know you're saved, are you letting God work in you? Are you letting God reorder some things in your life? Are you growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ? This separation is a process. It's the pursuit of a lifetime. And then this separation of the gospel changes your priorities. It reorders everything. In fact, he says, beginning in verse 2, which he promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Look, if the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ really means something to you, uh, that's going to change your priorities, what really matters. Remember the disciples left their nets? Uh, The woman left her pot? Uh, Some things just don't matter anymore. And so Paul was removed from the evil and from the good. Even from his old empty religion and his own reputation, he's separated to greater things, to the gospel. I tell you, the gospel is so big that it moves littleness and pettiness out of the way. It deals with our selfishness. And then this separation of the gospel is not only a process and not only changes your priorities, but I'm going to tell you, this separation of the gospel gives you passion. It puts something in you. You know, most separations are unhappy ones. Well, this separation is a happy one. We need churches and families and believers who are separated into the gospel because it gives you purpose. It gives you passion. Listen to his passion in verse 14, 15, and 16. Paul writes, I am debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Do you hear the three I am's? Uh, God is the great I am. Here, here's our response to the great I am. I am debtor. That's where it all starts. To have is to owe. I am ready. Are you ready? I am not ashamed. In the first, we have his conscience. I'm debtor. In the second, we have his willingness. I'm ready. In the third, we have his boldness, I am not ashamed. See, when God puts the gospel in you, it has to come out. It will come out. Oh, dear one, would you pray today that God will help your relationship to him mean so much to you that it will change your relationship to this lost world? That by the grace of Almighty God, you will be so given to God and given to the gospel Uh, that your life will be used as Paul's was to point many, many people to Jesus Christ. You see, 
When you live a life separated to the gospel, you're going to keep a lot of lost souls from being separated from God forever. And the one thing you can be sure of is that you'll never be separated from the near presence of God when you're engaged in his work. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. He said, as you go, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. I wonder today, would you pray, dear God, help me to live a life that is given to the gospel, separated unto the gospel? Because that changes everything. It changes everything for us. It changes everything for those that we will speak to. By the grace of God, let's give ourselves to God and to the gospel today. Father, thank you for sending us the gospel. Lord Jesus, thank you for not only preaching the gospel, but making a way so we could believe it. Holy Spirit, thank you for bringing the truth to our hearts. May we never get over the wonder of what it means to be saved. Like Paul, may we be servants of Jesus Christ today. May we be sent ones. May we be separated unto the gospel of God. And as we are, may many others come to know you. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting, and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.